welcome to another episode of the Chivas del Norte podcast. My name is Varo, and with me to talk everything Chivas men's side, Luis. Luis, what's up, man? What's going on, man? We never lost faith in the team. <laughs> <laughs> we believed them. We believed in them always, man. When I'm trying to let me see when's the what's the last episode we recorded? Uh, April fifteenth. So two weeks ago. All right, not too bad. And on that episode is when I finally finally gave up on Chivas not making Liguilla or Repechaje. And now, two weeks later, we're in it. We're pretty much a lock. I told y'all it was impossible. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's crazy, impossible man. not to make it. It's literally crazy when you think about it, your team can be so bad, win three games, and they're not just like barely making it. They're going to make it like pretty comfortably. <laughs> yeah, what are, we're in... Uh... What ninth right now? Ninth, and we can still jump even higher. It's it's Liga MX, man. That's, we might have a home game effort. We, we might be like the favorites. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're in ninth place, and all right. So, in these past two weeks, uh, we haven't recorded because it was three games in one week. So we always wait till the end to record, and we did Twitter Spaces for that. So we kind of have talked about it. We've heard what the fans thought, which is pretty cool. Those Twitter spaces have, I think, are a pretty cool feature that we've been using. Yeah, man, they're really cool. Um, I mean, we do them. We do some in Spanish. You do. You join people in Spanish before the game. Then I join. I, we do the one ours in English after the game. And it's it's interesting because you see, like, bro, everyone has a different point of view about everything. Like things that you you think people would agree with you. There's a lot of people that completely disagree with you. Yeah, you get like every every aspect, and like when people come up and talk or whatever, I always try to try to understand like where they're coming from. Just like when I analyze like lineups or whatever, I try to kind of get in like boost the teacher's head and kind of justify or reason reason it. But yeah, it's it's, it's pretty cool. Um, on uh, Saturday we had somebody leaving the the stadium. I don't think uh, he was too fluent in English and I was like you can speak in Spanish and he's like alright he's like me siento bien chingón <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was a little he was a little intoxicated after the game rightfully so been yeah. watching a classical they scored they won the game so yeah it's pretty cool man it's it's pretty cool because you get fuck man we had people we had people what from Idaho people from fucking I forgot Arcan- where it was Arkansas oh Arkansas, Arkansas. yeah so you get pretty cool, man. You get different people's point of view from like all over the country, even people in Mexico. So it's pretty cool. I would suggest everyone, if you guys haven't like joined in on them after the Tigres game, like go on our Twitter and you'll see. We'll be right after. We'll be on right after the Twitter after the Tigres game. Yeah, you have you have to do it from your phone though because that the Twitter spacing is not available on uh, like through a laptop or a computer or whatever. It's only mobile for now. Yeah, only way to compare it to is like a like a sports radio, like yeah. pretty much a, a Chivas radio, like right after the game. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I think I'm pretty sure that guy that that uh, was leaving the stadium was um, I believe he worked for Chivas before. I think he was like the graphic designer. Oh really? I'm not yeah, I'm know. pretty sure because there's a reason we follow him. But um, yeah, I'm pretty sure he 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 was the the former graphic designer at Chivas, not anymore, but. But, yeah, it's you know, cool. You never know I who, told you, who will join. I, I told you, like, uh, the one you did with Gabby before the game in Spanish, that there was someone from ESPN Deportes in there. So it's it's pretty interesting. 
yeah, you never know. You never know who you're here from. Um, Carlos, our our guy Carlos from Telemundo, comes in our spaces all the time and and um, <laughs> trying to defend defend everybody. <laughs> I, don't know. I feel like he's kind of gave up on defending the <laughs> beach for sure. <laughs> he's learned. He, he, I feel like there was a point where he like stuck with it, and and sooner or later he's like, ah, I just have no idea why he's why he plays this yeah. way either. I remember at the beginning of the season, like he was very pro, or like not pro, but defending and like trying to give us like the perspective from the player's point of view and the coaches and management. And now he's just like, I have, I don't know, man, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy, and I guess we'll talk a little bit about those about the way he plays. Because he's changed it up a little in these last three games. Yeah, for sure. All right, so just to briefly talk about it, because those two games happened earlier in the week. Uh, Chivas beat Tijuana two nil at home, and then midweek they beat Monterrey two one at a uh, Monterrey's house, and then on Saturday night Chivas beat Atlas one nil in the Clásico Tapatío. Um, Luis, you mentioned the lineup or formation changes, and the big one, he finally did what we've been asking him to do for the whole season. He finally played with only one CDM in his lineup, and lo and behold, we look like a a, a good soccer team. Even though Cholos was ass, but, you know, against Rayados, same concept, and we look like a decent team again. Yeah, and I think after the Cholos game, I think when we went, we went did the Twitter space, we said that because there was a couple of players that were interesting. I think Flores came in in that game um, and, and kind of led a led a play that led to a, the goal with a through ball that he gave. And uh, what's the center back again? Olivas. Olivas. Yeah. Olivas, the young center back that they finally gave a start to look good. But at the same time, we were like, it's Cholos. We got Monterrey in the middle of the week, which is a much tougher test. Uh, so we wanted to wait and see. What, like how the Monterrey game would play out. And he did it again for the Monterrey game and it looked good, man. <laughs> it looked like it looked better than what we've what we've looked like all season. Like you said, we wanted I don't know if we want I don't know if it was one CDM that we wanted. We just wanted better center midfielders, I would say. Players that were maybe a little bit better offensively cuz then in the Atlas game he goes back to Jesus Molina and we looked a little off in the first half. Yeah, I think I don't know how much that was that or a result of just Atlas kind of not not letting Chivas play. I think um, they were very physical. They kept fouling our players. Um, I, I believe there should have been one or two red cards in that game. I think the referee did a terrible job on... Uh, Minimum two. On, yeah, on Saturday night, he did a terrible job. I, I actually think that's why that Vega push-off that Atlas fans are crying for. I, I don't think it was, but I think the way the ref called the game, he couldn't. He couldn't call that a foul because he was letting everything slide. And for him mm. to be like, that's a foul, it would have just... He might have got jumped by the by the QR players. <laughs> <laughs> and nah, that shit was definitely not a foul. Like, I've watched it a couple times. It was clearly... They went shoulder to shoulder and, and Vega won. He bullied him off the ball. Um, they should have definitely been red cards, multiple red cards in that game. Uh, there was a lot of dirty plays. Um but like you said, maybe it was the way Atlas played that Chivas looked the way they did, and I can, I can maybe kind of agree with that because it did play just the way they played, playing dirty, a little bit more defensive, not not giving us any space. But at the same time, I didn't see the same enthusiasm trying to like build an offense from Molina that you saw from Sergio Flores against Monterrey, 
or Lalo Torres, and I think it was I think it was against Cholo. Is wasn't it both of them, Lalo and Sergio Flores? No, no, they came in as subs. I think in the second half. Um, but just when you see those midfielders play, they just look more active. Their movement, running around, getting open, looking for the space. Where you just didn't see that with Molina. It's a lot of walking around and, and standing, almost like a third defender. Just yeah, have no yeah. like care to push forward. Yeah, and um, you know that's not that's not his forte. You know, so I'm not surprised. We've been saying it all season. You know, like defensively, I guess if you want to put him in there. But we've also said, is he really that? Is he does his defensive uh make skill make up for you know? Offense, the offensive that the offense that he lacks, you know, um, would we be better off with a Sergio Flores, a Lalo Torres, a Fernando Beltran? And I think you know it's obvious that we we look like a more fluid team. Uh, it's easier to build up play when we have a, a center mid that's not Molina in there. But you know, I also like I say, I try to justify what a coach does, and <laughs> and Molina was the safe the safe bet against Atlas. Um, it's a classical, you know. You need, you need a leader out there. That's that's supposedly what he's supposed to be, our our veteran leader. And I think you know it, it worked out. We won the game. Um, it was ugly, but because he got subbed off. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was to me, it's a tale of the tale of two halves when Molina was in and when Molina isn't in the game. And I guess I guess that's one of the problems. And I think we mentioned this back when we played Cruz Azul and he put out the defensive lineup. It's like, man, we. We, we need to win these games, right? So why come out with the more defensive yeah. uh, of the options? Like, go out for the win, man. Like, you have nothing to lose at this point. People are people are pretty much starting to look, look for your replacement in the media already. Um, go out and show show the owners. Show, show Pelais that, you know, you, you can offer something different than, than you've offered all season. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Molina came off at the 69th minute. But um, I think, to me, the, the spark came when uh, Cesar Huerta came into the game, 78th minute. I, we were looking like a better team once Molina came off, but I think that last spark that we needed came via Cesar Huerta when he, he got subbed in. Um, I've, I rewatched that that goal and the build-up to the goal, and I, Angulo too, man. Angulo was like crucial to the build-up because I think he touches the ball minimum four times, I think, in that build-up. Like, he was just all over the place for the goal. Is he the one who plays, who make gives the pass to um Vega? When, I, I when think Vega so. takes it and then runs out, yeah, I believe to the Bel- Beltran is the one that finds Angulo at, at the and top Angulo of the box, it, right? And then Angulo drops it off to Vega, and Vega does what he does. Yeah, man, I think, and you know, these last—I feel like this game he played Beltran more than the previous games, but man, the last two, three times that I've seen Beltran, he looks, man, he looks good, man. He looks like he's regaining his form back. A lot of like, like again, a lot of energy, holding on to the ball, looking for the passes. Um, so I'm liking what I'm seeing from Beltran. I wish Musatich would like what he's from Beltran, but he just doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Beltran got a 21 minutes on guess, on a Saturday yeah. night, and then I guess if you include stoppage, I think yeah, eight minutes, so almost half an hour of game on a Saturday night. So good to see Beltran back out there. And you're right, he looked energetic. Um, he was moving the ball forward, which is one of the criticisms that he gets from people that are anti-Beltran you know that's the one that's the one thing they bring up that he doesn't move the ball forward but I think he did a great job on Saturday night in the few minutes that he got um and then yeah, the defenders the center backs we said like we said uh Olivas we wanted to see what he did against Monterrey but now we've now seen Olivas in three games 
And man, so far in those three games, I like what I see from him. And Thibaut's starting to play good alongside of him, so hopefully he's regained his form back. Uh, things are are on a little bit on the up. I just wish he would bench Molina. I feel like that's the last thing he has to do. I feel like that's all he could, bro. Just bench Molina, and then if it doesn't work out, you can blame us, the fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Olibas has looked good, man. Um, I know. Damn, I forget. I forget his name. He's been doing like these compilations of all the touches that players take. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Uh, oh, putting them into like rap videos uh, from the 90s. Owen, Owen is at his uh, four kicks blog, but he's been adding us in the videos that he makes, and he made one for Olivas, I think, against Monterrey. Mm-hmm. And Olivas looks looks like shit, man. Um, some some passes he makes are kind of questionable, but I think it's just you know you learn as you go, especially a young player like that. Yeah, the difficult the ones that he messes up are oh I don't know what messes up, but he's trying to find long through balls. Or he's mm-hmm. trying to switch it from his side all the way to the opposite side. Um, and those are difficult passes as is uh, to make such a, a long ball like that. But uh, at least he's trying something different. Um, where we didn't, I think Pollo Orizeño doesn't give you the, any of that when he's out there. For as good as he might be defensively in the energy and the, and the um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I, he tries hard, you know. He tries his, his ass off out there. He just does, with the ball at his feet, he's a liability. Where Olivas isn't that. Yeah, but and yeah, you mentioned Sepulveda finding his form. I think that's huge because um, remember when he had just come out? Even uh, who was it? Was it Osorio that took him? No, somebody took him to the national team, right? It wasn't Tata Martino, or maybe it was Tata. For I don't the know. Gold Cup or some shit like that. I don't remember, but remember he was like, he they took him to. To the national team, and they had him poised, you know, ready to be one of the next big center backs for Mexico. And then all of a sudden, he kind of just regresses, and his uh, lack of like positional awareness starts showing. But these last two two games that he's played, he's looked really good. Um, I like when he before the Clásico Tapatio, there were fans at um at practices at Verde Valle, like they can go again, and he was signing jerseys for fans. And uh, somebody yelled, somebody yelled, like you know, let's win three one on on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And Tiba's like, whoa, whoa, whoa! He's like three zero, right? I'm gonna be back there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, Tiba's really confident because now he's out there saying, talking about winning the championship. <laughs> it's a confident gotta, young player. <laughs> we need that attitude. <laughs> championship or bust. Hey, Antuna was out there signing also. He was, and he said he was gonna he, score. He was, one of three, he was one of three players, one. I believe. Yeah, I think it was Antuna, Tiba, and was it Angulo? Was it Olivas? Oh, Olivas. It might okay. have been. I don't remember who the third player is, but I know for sure Tiba and, and Antuna was one of them. Yeah. And this is after you motherfuckers boo him too. <laughs> I wouldn't sign shit for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> he had a, he had an okay game on uh on Saturday. I think you know like once again they they kept fouling the, the crap out of him, so he can't really. Can't really affect the game, and at a certain point, you have to protect them and you know take them off, right? Yeah, and again, Molina's out there. He's not giving you the same passes that maybe Lalo or Flores would give you. Um, like we said, his it's we use him best when we're hitting him with through balls over the top and letting him run mm-hmm. into space. There was no space for him to run into. We were giving him the ball behind um, with the defenders in front of him, and him having to try to create like one on one plays and it just wasn't working out. Um, I'm looking at Sofa score right now, and who do you think is our highest rated player for the game? Field player, the not counting, not counting Tonya Rodriguez. Yeah, 
I would have to guess um, field player for the game. Vega, Vega, or one of the defenders. It's, uh, my guy, Miguel Ponce. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Miguel seven, Ponce was seven, solid on, for this 7. game. 7.4 rating. He was solid for this game. <laughs> right. Put some respect on Miguel Ponce's name, man. My man has a solid game like once every six. <laughs> He's due for a fuck up against Tigres. That's going to cost us a playoff spot probably. Didn't he have a good game on? I, I, thought, I think he had a good had game a good against game. Rayados too. Like He was uh, very offensive in that game. Yeah, he's had a few, a few decent games. No more, no more cries for Chicote or uh, Mayorga. Fans have finally seen the light. I feel like Mayorga, you almost forget about, about him at times. Yeah, that's that's crazy too. I think he's good. He's a <laughs> when you need an offensive left back, he's really good. But I, I, this is a defensive liability, man. That's why Chicote and Mayorga don't don't crack it. Like that's again, you know, thinking as a coach. Nah, but what was the game where they put um Ponce at center back? Oh yeah, that was. Uh, and he almost fucked. I think it that up. was Cruz Azul. Yeah, that was the one where he came but, out super defensive. But I mean, you put him at center back. Like, what do you? <laughs> <laughs> He's like five foot six or something. How is he a ball center back? What the ball bounced right over him, right? Yeah. yeah. Let me see. How tall is? How tall is Miguel Ponce? Imagine a freaking. Oh, he's five foot nine. A five foot nine center back. But you got like Funes Mori and Johnson and stuff. No, not you got um Cabecita Rodriguez and. I don't know who the other Cruz Azul strikers are, but yeah, Ponce is not Jimenez. a center back. <laughs> I don't know if he was in there, but Jimenez. Chaco yeah. Jimenez, son. Yeah. But yeah, Miguel Ponce, highest rated player for Chivas on Saturday night. He loves I was going to say, it. I don't remember too much about <laughs> him, which is probably a good thing. Because when his, when he, usually when he fucks up, it's so obvious that it just sticks with you. <laughs> so I guess it's pretty good that I don't remember anything about him. So I'm, probably, I'm not surprised. I would have thought maybe Vega and winning the game being such an important. Um, play to the to the game that he'd be rated a lot higher. Yeah, Vega had a seven point three, and then Saldivar had a seven point two. Oh, you want to talk about Mas- JJ Macias, <laughs> bro? I I don't know what's going on with him. Yesterday, I think the rumor broke that there is a team in Russia that's looking at him and supposedly want to buy. <laughs> that's him. where the team was from. Yeah, Russia. I seen the name. I was like, bro, that sounds like a Sunday League team. <laughs> FK Krasnodar. I have no idea where that is. And, yo, Busetich brings up that Macias is, like, distracted and, you know, his head's not in the game. Bro, if the Russian League is the only <laughs> league looking at me, I would be trying my hardest to score goals, which he was. Like, I don't want to go live in. Who wants to go play in Russia? Like, it's probably like ten degrees when you're playing soccer out there, bro. There's no chance he's going to run to Russia. There's and no they have, chance. They have like all those racist ultras and stuff out there. Like, imagine you yeah. miss like a sitter. Masias's life is going to be in danger. <laughs> and then today I've seen on ESPN Deportes that Chivas saying that they have no formal offers for JJ Masias, so he doesn't even it. have a Russian <laughs> offer. <laughs> like they don't even want him in Russia. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know what's up with him, man. It's. It's weird, man. It's now a couple. It's what, like six, seven game run now. Yeah, he's on the dry streak. Um, and remember, he he had a decent start. He had six. He had six goals for us this season. I think he's still our leading goal scorer. Six in like the first seven or some shit like that, which is probably a really good start actually. But mm-hmm. yeah, man, I don't know. He went to the national team. He was a little hurt. 
he recovered while he was with the national team. So he got to play, but Vega obviously took over the starting job and did it really well. He got best player at the tournament. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know if seeing Vega get the shine at that tournament maybe bothers him a little bit. I can see something like that bothering him. He seems like he can get butt hurt about stuff like that. Comes back to Chivas. There's, the, there's all this pressure. Chivas not playing well. Um, I'm sure the 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 way Chivas plays is not a is not something that he likes. Because when he was at what was that Leon, it was definitely a more offensive team, man. And now he's playing with Wusatich, and and the and the way they're playing it just doesn't. If you're a striker, how would you like that? I, I have I clearly understand why he would have issues, but it's just so weird, man. It's so weird. He's like. Even when he gets like when he gets subbed off, when he fucks up a pass or a shot, he just I don't know, man. He just looks off. Yeah, and it's weird because we've been saying like you know he he seems like that kind of player that has the the mental strength to get through through this, but he he's struggling, man. Uh, yeah, uh, like I want to ask you, do you think like he'll recover his he'll regain his form at Chivas or will he be gone before any of that? Um, do you think he leaves in the off season? The way he's played, I don't know who's gonna pay for him. Like the that Russian team supposedly had a bid of twelve million in for him, but if Chivas is saying it's not true, then it's not true. I don't I don't see anyone coming in to swoop him up. Uh, I know he's a young striker. What is he? Twenty one or twenty two? So there's that going for him. But I don't I don't see him leaving. I think he's gonna stay. But at this point, I'm like who. Who should start on uh, Saturday against Tigres? Is it going to be Cello or is it going to be JJ Macias? Um, well, it's obvious that I feel like Macias is starting because they got into Wusatich's ear, no? Probably. Because I feel like if it the way Wusatich makes it sound, it's like he wouldn't want to start him. Because mm-hmm. um, his confidence isn't there. He says his mind is elsewhere. Um and I feel like I feel like Belice or somebody stepped in and said no we need to we need to start him or he needs to be he needs to be the starter so I don't know if he benches him but Saldivar the, you know some of his movements are, are I mean it just seems like it fits better right now yeah we've um, I think even like going back remember last season when Macias was hurt and the offense kind of looked a little bit better oh, same yeah, thing like the Rona? this season what happened didn't he get the Rona Macias yeah, didn't he get the Rona or something? He was and he was gone for like a few weeks. I think he got like a muscle, like a muscle injury, and he was yeah. out for like a couple of weeks. And Chivas looked all right, and then they announced yeah. he was back, and people were sad. <laughs> yeah, people were like, he should take the rest of the season to recover. <laughs> <laughs> to recover a hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel about Jesus Molina now. <laughs> I don't know how he kept playing, dude. His ankle like Bro, formed like him. a ninety degree angle. <laughs> Was it was it, was that him or was it Brizuela? That was Molina who or both. Both of them were pretty nasty. Both of them were bad, but I'm pretty sure Molina's ankle just did like a right angle, and he's like, I'll, I'll walk it off and kept playing. Yeah, I was shocked he kept playing. I thought he was like I'm. I thought he was done for like the season when I saw it. Like off the first look, you see it like bent. The dude kicks him like right on his ankle, like steps right on his ankle. Like I'm like, oh, he's done, done. <laughs> yeah, I think someone on the Twitter space was like, came on and they're like. Um, I never wish injury on a player, and like, but when I saw Molina, I was like, you know, just put him, put him away, and <laughs> so he gets better, you know. But <laughs> put him away until he gets better. I think that was but he doesn't. <laughs> yo, it's like three or four, probably like season and the injuries he had, he's had, and he just comes back. He's like, I'm, I'm good. 
bro, he just doesn't stay down, man. <laughs> no matter how much like fans want him out, like no, nah, nothing's keeping him out. <laughs> Which not, nah, but like we wouldn't want him to be out like that. Either. No, not not injured. Nah. If you're gonna we get want, benched, you know why? Cause... Like I, like no, go ahead. Yeah, if you're gonna get benched, like like if we're gonna like the rumor, like the thing is starting up again about Vucetich. You know, should he keep his job and this and that? And to me, like if Vucetich is to like if first let's first let's say Molina's injured, right? And Flores comes in and does like a really good job. Like I would hate for him to keep his job off like something like that. You know what I mean? Like off an injury, yeah. Or, like, not something that you saw and you found out and you solved the problem. Like I don't want, so, I don't want you keeping your job because you lucked into it. And at the same time, like we wouldn't want Molina. If Molina's gonna lose his job, let him lose it because because he deserves to lose it. Yeah. And because the coach realizes it, not because an injury keeps him out, and then he comes back in the fucking semifinals, and then we'll stick it like, oh, let me put him back in. Yeah, well, that's like the situation with Lalo Torres, right? Where it, it's not really Vucetich trying to give younger players minutes. It's more like I, I'm in this situation and, and you have to go and perform. Same thing with Olivas. Um, I think Mier goes down. So his choice is either Pollo Briseño, who plays with a lot of heart, but like is not the smartest football player. Especially He's with the very, ball. Yeah, very emotional and then like commits very dumb fouls at times. So he puts in Olivas, and now look at Olivas. Like, is Bucetich gonna be like, well, look at what I did with Lalo Torres. Look at what I did with Olivas. Like, that's not what you want him to keep. I, I I get what you're saying. Like, you don't want him to keep his job because he stumbled into like giving these players a chance and they panned out, as yeah. opposed to I had a plan and I brought this kid up. I gave him minutes. He turned into something, and I can do it again next season. Like, there's no. I have no faith that he can call up a, a Tapatio player and he's going to pan out next season. Yeah, because even like the Olivas, when he puts him in, it made no sense, right? It made like, why are you putting this young kid in now? Especially when he, in the must-win situations, we have Monterrey on Wednesday. Like you say, you luck, you, you luck into it based off the circumstances. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, just to bring up that Olivas, it was pretty interesting. There was an article out that what year was that? I think 2014 he had like a tryout for um, Liverpool oh really they took him out to Liverpool and he had a tryout but I think because of the whatever the, like the youngster rule in in England is they couldn't they couldn't officially sign him but they said that he, they were like very impressed with what they saw from him and they saw a lot of potential but um they couldn't they couldn't sign him unfortunately so he he has potential man right yeah so the thing like in in those I, I believe you're not allowed to sign someone from a different country if they're underage. Um, yeah. The, some of the teams that do it is they almost do like in, uh, agreements in advance. Like they'll join the club when he's 18 or or they have like a sister club at the, at the other country and they're able to somehow like work it that way. But that's what, that's one of the reasons that Chelsea got transfer banned. I believe Atletico Madrid has been transfer banned for, for those those type of situations where they're signing underage players. Um, before they should so yeah I, I guess that's why they weren't able to sign him at the time especially with 14 15 that's so young yeah so he's had you know european scouts have have been impressed by him which is something is really cool um, and this... i'm scrolling yeah i'm scrolling through the uh the cdn timeline because i was looking for the article and uh i just noticed that i don't know if you saw me i don't know if you saw the exchange between uh amy and uh the atlas english account no, I didn't. Amy Amy tweeted um my dad 
bet me two dollars that Atlas is going to win. And uh-huh. the Atlas English account replied to her, um, your your dad seems like a smart man. And then as soon as they lost, I quote tweeted that and I wrote, Sounds like he's down two dollars <laughs> and and like it got a couple of retweets, a bunch of likes, and I just saw that they deleted the the original tweet. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> They got mad. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> but yeah, let's go back to the, the Chivas. Um, yeah, so I mean, like it, it comes down to it. What do you think? Do you want Bucetich in or out at the end of the season, given the rumors that are out there too for his replacement? All right. So I'm like, I don't know if we talked about this last time. I don't know if the rumors were out when we talked about it. I can't remember. But I know some of the names were Diego Alonso or Turco Mohamed. And I can't remember who the other one was. Well, um, there's a new one. <laughs> Kaushinya? Yeah, right? Yeah, Kaushinya was the other one, yeah. Yeah, okay. So based off, based off, let's say we're getting one of those three. And Stich is the guy now, and he's starting to change it around, has us in the playoffs. I still want him gone. Because mm-hmm. um, I still, it's even like, all right, we look better against Monterrey with Sergio Flores in this, and then you're still stubborn enough to go back to Jesus Molina. Um, they didn't look good the first half. You bring in, change bring in midfielders that are more offensive in the second half, and it kind of changes the look of the team again. And I'm pretty sure when we play Thetis on Saturday or Sunday, he's going to go right back to his now. So it's that stubbornness that I don't want him to keep his job. Um, I don't like the rumors that he doesn't like Beltran and he wants him out. Um, so I don't mind. I don't want Bucetich. So between the three, I would take Diego Alonso. I think he, I think Apachuca, he had a lot of young players, so he wouldn't, I don't think he'd be afraid to play the young players. And you can say Bucetich is playing Olivas and this and that, but like again, he probably he lucked into the situations. Yeah, well, I mean, there is there is a new name in the mix, and apparently, Barry. Oh, is it? It holds some validity, you know, Duca Ferretti. Oh, come on! He bro. announced. He announced. I forgot that... we talked about that shit <laughs> in the Twitter space. Come he announced on. that he's leaving theaters at the end of the season, and rumor is that Chivas really wants to bring him in and are willing to get rid of Busetich to do it. Oh man. Oh, like, what if it's between <laughs> Tuca and Vucetich? Nah, keep Vucetich then. Keep Vucetich. If it's between Tuca and Vucetich, give me Vucetich. Because if we, if Vucetich just happens to stumble onto young talent, Tuca Ferretti will never stumble on young talent. Yeah. Bro, he'll, reputation he'll, revive, he'll extend Oribe Peralta's contract <laughs> if he could. Yeah, I don't, I definitely don't want Tuca Ferretti, like, Ah, man, I don't know how. The, like, okay, I do know how the media like loves some of these coaches. Loves Bucetich because well, he won at Monterrey. They fucking they fucking look at Ferretti like he's a god because of what he's done at Tigres. Um, I know people say he's he's already had his span at Chivas where he won championship, um, but I just don't want him, man. He's outdated. Like that, some, someone's got to look and be like, all right, you won at Tigres, but you had fucking Guignac, one of the best extranjeros that's ever came into the league. Who do, who's pretty much dominated the league since he arrived, and and he's a four set striker. Yeah, you're not gonna have that at Chivas. This whole thing of not finding young players, and, and no, you have to do that here. You have mm-hmm. to look at the freaking second team and the sub the sub and you have to start finding that talent. And he's definitely not gonna do that shit. Yeah, that's why I would not want him. Like you said, at the he basically had an open checkbook. It- Give me that player. Get me that player, and he built. Yeah, it's Pericueta, <laughs> who won who won the sub seventeen sub the World Cup, and I don't know how he never played him. To me, 
he seemed like a decent player. He seemed like a good player. I'm like, he's a young 17, 18 year old. I'm like, damn, he can be a good. Never got the opportunity. Yeah, so I think you know, Polio, I think had the same situation right with with theaters that he left because he wasn't getting playing time or something like that. And I think that was uh, on the Ferretti, was it? Yeah, because he's been there for a while. I don't know. Um, because he start he did get his look at when he did get his look when he was at theaters. How much he played, I don't remember, but I think. Honestly, I think he was similar to Macias, that he wanted to go to Europe so bad that he, he went to Greece when there was a whole contract dispute. Yeah. Tiras still said he was under their contract. I think Olympiacos kind of like not wanted to get involved because of it, but they still played him, and they said he was under his contract. I remember the whole thing when Chivas signed him. It was like a big scandal. Yeah, we still had to Matter pay fact, like he a was banned. He, he was blackballed from the national team because of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's the Liga next, though. Liga next things, man. Makes no sense. Yeah. All right. So we don't want Busetich. Uh, what else? But we don't want Duca week? either, though. Yeah, we don't want Duca. If we had to pick, I guess I'm I'm with you, man, Diego Alonso, because he seems to have spent the most time outside of Chivas, outside so, of Mexico, outside yeah, outside of Mexico. <laughs> so um, with maybe some, bring something, and new. then at least he has some Liga MX experience. If you, because I know people love to say, oh, he has experience in Mexico. Like at least he has, he fills in that box in too. And he was at a he was at a team that promotes youngsters and and promotes a lot of young players to the first team, so can't be mad at that. For sure. And then what else? What other rumors we got? Uh, we got Amaury jumping onto Twitter to shut down rumors of Fernando Beltran being on his last days at Chivas, and he was going to be used as a pawn to pay off the debt for certain players that we bought from them. Amaury jumped onto Twitter replied to Los Peloteros and he said fake news so Beltran is not going to Necaxa and this is just gonna suck when it comes out that Beltran is going to Pachuca <laughs> or to Santos to pay off the Santos debt right yeah, I, I think yeah, Pachuca has been like the rumor for Beltran for a while too I think so that's why I think it's gonna be Pachuca hey if the if the kills Erica Gisa, then I'd be like man you can kind of like I'd be like alright you know what it's not, it's not that bad yeah but the, the like the rumor is that they, they want to pay off whatever they still owe Manchester City for Antuna or Santos. I don't know who. I don't know who, who they owe for that, but they owe some club for that. They owe Necaxa for Angulo, for Chicote, and for Peña, who's not even on the team anymore. So I'm assuming between both, that's probably like close to 15, 20 million that they owe, which is a lot of fucking money. Yeah, I was seeing, I think I saw Huerta and Beltran rumors that they were going to be packaged yeah, that's to pay that saw. off. Pay off the but that. If Amari's on Twitter saying that that's not gonna happen, then I guess it's not gonna happen. There's gotta be a part of me that you gotta if you're Vergara, you look at Beltran and you're like, how the fuck am I gonna get rid of him? Yeah. I would hope at least. Yeah. Huerta, Huerta can, I, I can so. understand Huerta. I, I could too. I can um, understand I guess well, I guess we can do this in the off season, but I can understand like Huerta leaving, I can see Pollo leaving, I could see maybe Ramir leaving, I could see I mean, there's a few players that I can see leaving. Yeah, we're, we'll we'll do like a whole wipeout at the end of the at the end of the season. But we have our last game coming up: Chivas versus Tigres on Saturday night. Uh, Chivas kinda has a repechaje spot locked down. A lot would have to go wrong for them to get eliminated on Saturday on the over the weekend. <laughs> yeah, we went over this before, right before the podcast, just to talk about it, and it's like. Like four teams would have to like four or five no four teams would have to lo- win for and Chivas would have to lose for them to be out. 
which we looked at some of the opponents, like Mazatlán would have to win. They play Monterrey. Um, who was the other team? Who plays Cruz Azul? Tijuana? Uh, Tijuana plays Cruz Azul, yep. Pumas plays America and their Clásico. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other team is Pachuca against San Luis. Pachuca's probably going to win that one. So that's one. <laughs> well, the problem with the Cruz Azul and America games are that Cruz Azul and America have nothing to play for. But, but America so, doesn't have a Clásico joven to play well. Uh, that's true. And yeah, I don't know how much Solari cares about that, but but then you also got to think that there, these like Monterrey is playing fucking Champions League, and they just I don't know if they lost, but let me see. But they, they were they were are they tied? They tied two two two? two yeah. Okay, America's playing Champions League, uh, so they're gonna have to play. They're playing Portland today. They're tied zero zero thirty minutes in, twenty five minutes in. We're gonna play on the Pumas on the weekend, and they have to play Portland again next week. And Monterrey has to do the same, and Cruz Azul has to do the same. But Cruz well, Azul won by a lot, the, I think. The good thing for Monterrey, America, and Azul are that they get the next weekend off anyways. Because I think oh, first four weeks, get the yeah. bye, right? They get a bye week, so they'll be okay. That's what I'm saying. Like, they might... America and Cruz Azul might just be like, whatever, we don't care. Mm -hmm. But Monterrey has everything to play for against Mazatlan, which is one of the teams that needs to, needs to win to jump ahead of us. I hate America, but I, I can't see them just like folding it in against a Puma uh, for a Clásico. Well, they did it against Toluca. Well, all right, folding a but game. But it's not a as opposed to folding a Clásico. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I don't. I just yeah. I'm gonna give them more respect than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I think we got Gallos. Who does Gallos play? Gallos plays Leon, who have something to play for as well. If they if they lose, they can get knocked down into the. Oh no, they have to win to make the top uh, four or hold on to their home game in the repechaje. Yeah, a lot of these teams have something to play for. So it something has to go like super wrong for Chivas not to not to get a spot in the in the repechaje. It would be what's the right word to use this? It would be one of the it would be like a historic failure after having like a historic three game run to get back to get into the playoffs. <laughs> For us being like, it's impossible that they win <laughs> three oh, out of these four games. There's still that um, the possibility of Atlas not not being eligible to play Liguilla. I think if they lose and San Luis wins, Atlas uh -huh. would be relegated and have to pay. I think the like two million dollar fine for relegation, and they would be ineligible to play Liguilla. So that's another another L they took when we beat them. So I'll say this, look, because I'm looking at I'm looking at Google. Um, Tijuana, Pachuca, Mazatlan, Querétaro, and Tigres are all coming off wins. So that probably gives them a little bit of confidence heading into their last game. Charlos won the game. Monterrey's lost three in a row. Us. Yeah, they're they're they're, they're a struggling. Puebla tied. America lost. Cruz Azul has not lost in the last five games. <laughs> they won four out of five. But like you said, they have nothing to play for anymore. They're still on that streak, right? Oh, no, we... No, they beat us. Yeah, they're still on that streak, right? They haven't lost in a while. I would like or to I tell think... you that I keep up with Cruz Azul news, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> or I think the I didn't even know is... they were on a streak. <laughs> yeah, I remember when we played them, we were like, we're going to break their streak. I heard that, but I didn't know what the streak was. <laughs> Oh, they tied with America, so that probably ended it. I think they had won, like, I don't know how many games in a row. 
That's funny. But yeah, we got Tigres on Saturday night. Um, it'll be Tuca Ferretti's last game, last regular season game with Tigres. So I'm sure there will be like an emotional high with Tigres. And you know they hate us. They can't get over that, that final that they lost to us in 2017 or whatever. It feels like a decade ago. But This is a classical for them, bro. <laughs> Chivas is a classic for Tigres. They fucking can't wait. They circle. That's like the first game. They circle Chivas on their schedule before they circle Monterrey. <laughs> Fucking Iñak cannot get over that final. At least people know when Tigres is going to play Chivas, right? Yeah. I didn't even know that Clásico Regio was happening after the Clásico Tapatio. Not only did I... Well, I didn't know what was happening. I think until you mentioned it before the the Chivas game when you were doing the Twitter space. So then the Chivas game ends and then we did our Twitter space. And then the UFC happened. (laughs) So, like, I I didn't even know who the fuck... Like, I forgot they even played it all over again. <laughs> I didn't even know who won or who lost or anything like that. Yeah, it was it was wild that it was a wild Saturday night. Actually, if you ask me right now who won the Clásico Rey, I wouldn't be able to tell you. The Tigres won. There was like a they they had like a oh fight yeah, I just said Monterrey's lost three in a row. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Rayados was gonna win, but Tigres came through and won that. That's why they're in tenth. I think remember they were below us too. We talked about um how how they're they're obviously a small team because. You know, they hyped up that, that L they took against Bayern, and then they had a trash-ass season, and no one was talking about it. It's because nobody cares about them, so. Or nobody cares. Nope. But I think I, I think I we'll be okay. people hyped up that loss. Yeah. God, they love hyping up losses in Mexico. <laughs> a historic 1-0 it's loss. A, it's a good loss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a loser mentality. Oh... <laughs> uh... They scored three on Dortmund, but they only scored one on us. Hell, shut up. <laughs> they didn't they don't take care. it seriously. They don't care about fucking... <laughs> what was it, the Club World Cup? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think we'll be all right on Saturday. Uh, I, I feel like we're going to draw the game just because... Just to lock up that, uh, that spot. Although a win would give us, I think, probably would give us a home, a home game. Bro, we could pass Tigres. <laughs> nah, probably with the goal differential, we can't, but... No, we're past Tigres. We- we're above Tigres. Tigres is in... I mean, not Tigres, Monterrey, Monterrey. Oh, yeah, with, like... Because they got 25 oh, that's, points. We have that's another thing. With, like, super bizarre results, we can end in fourth. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that that's a possibility, too. We would have to win... Monterrey would have to lose by a lot of goals, and we would have to score a lot of goals. And then everybody else would have to lose. Yeah, am I bugging or do I see that the Serie A is trying to recreate what the Liga Max does? Like have a playoff and all that yeah, shit. Yeah, they're trying to have playoffs and stuff. And in my mind, I'm thinking every, I feel like every league in the world should do it. And it's just more exciting. The playoffs are more exciting than, than the league. Yeah, especially when the league's over with like a like month Man and a half left to go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't mind it. And I feel like they'd be able to generate more money off TV re- revenue for those playoff games. Yeah, the teams would get more money, TV money, fan money. Uh, when eventually, when it opens it back up, it'd be. It, it, that's why Mexico does it. You know, they don't, they don't want to go back to the long tournament format. No, this is the right way to do it. It's the most it's some for an inferior soccer that we have compared as a, compared to like European soccer, even like MLS. Like, I think the right way to make it the most exciting as possible is to do it this way. Yeah, definitely. 
We've had we've had some wild league guys that you know underdogs make it first. We're having a fucking wild ending to this shit with Chivas. <laughs> like we like we've talked about. Oh, what's the fucking the Amazon series gonna look like? Well, you can add fucking being pretty much eliminated four weeks ago to possibly being a top four club <laughs> after four games. <laughs> I made I made that meme with the the you know how they're doing the timeline meme. Oh like, yeah, that was a good one. That was like everything is like I don't know how we're how we're a repechage team and we have a chance at top four. Like that's insane. Oh, you know what I was gonna say? Like one of the crazy things about I think like I've always said this is like when we play these teams at the top of the league, we, we, even when we lost, did we lost to Cruz Yeah, right. Even yeah, when we lost to Sul, when we play Leon, when we play Santos, when we play Monterrey, teams that are like. That, like oh these are the top teams in Mexico Cruz Azul like I feel like none of them like really like beat us that bad to where it's like wow they're way better than us you know we've, we've always been America, able to compete with them America washed us this season yeah they washed us but they yeah. washed them in the playoffs twice <laughs> <laughs> they, but I'm, that's, well, my that's point the is, like, one overall, we've taken yeah that was like god damn we got our ass handed to us yeah but I'm saying like overall you look at where we were in the table at one point where we were like 16th or some shit like that yeah. And you're, you're playing Monterrey or Santos because it's all the teams that are like top four, top five. And you're like, oh, shit. One of the reasons we said we're not going to make the playoffs is because just of where we were in the in the table compared to these teams. And then we play them, and it's like, that's all. That's it? That's all they got? <laughs> I was like, that's nothing. We can beat them. Put us in the playoffs against that team. We can probably might be able to beat them. Yeah, that's, that's what's fun about Ligue yeah, it's like a whole It's a whole new season. Once, and once that's that how we play with Molina. And Macias hasn't done shit right now. We're playing like two men down right now. We still competing with these teams. So you're saying we're gonna win the we're we're, we're gonna win the league. We're gonna win it all. We're gonna win it all. I'm back. I'm back on the bandwagon. <laughs> oh my god. I don't Can't I don't see a lot from here on out to be honest. <laughs> I mean it, it'll be interesting to see who we get in the Giga. Um team you would like to avoid right now that's avoid? five Five through twelve. Nah, give us Atlas. Let's hope it stays the way it is. Oh, that's true. I would like to not beat him again. It's hard. They, though, yo, they, they showed nothing. Twenty-two points. They they didn't really show anything against us. They had they created a couple of opportunities. Um, Donio was pretty good at goal on, on Saturday night. I just yeah. Who did they play? Let me see. I just find it very hard that we're both going to stay eight and nine. They play Nakaxa. Plays Nakaxa. Who has nothing to play for. Their last. Yeah, so they can beat them. Do we beat Tigres, though? I feel... Ah, man. I, I don't know. I don't know about this game. I feel like Tigres just... Like, again, they're going to want it more than us because they hate us. Yeah. And I could see them beating us or or, or a draw. And then Atlas still jumping up higher. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we'll get Atlas, actually. Yeah, I think we're too close to... I like, everything has to go perfectly to get Atlas again. Is there a team I want to vo- uh, from those top? What is it? You said from five to twelve, right? Five to yeah, I guess so. Do I want to avoid anybody five to twelve? Honestly, no. I would probably want to avoid just because of how what they did to us in the in the in the semifinals. Probably Leon. Yeah, I was gonna say we should probably avoid Leon because they kind of found found their uh, found their group. Yeah, they found it. They lost the last one, but they're pretty much then they won the previous four before that, so they found the group again. I mean, they did lose to Toronto. And imagine. Getting knocked out by Toronto. Oh, they lost to Toronto. Yeah, who they? And they lost to. What was it? They lose to recently. Oh, they got washed recently. I think, right? I, I, I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, they lost to like fucking Mazatlan. 
Yeah. <laughs> I saw Gotti tweeting about that. Yeah. I'm going to go through Gotti's tweets. I'm going to go through all the Leon tweets, uh, <laughs> the Lions Den tweets, see uh, after losing to Toronto, how they feel. They're, they're pretty depressed. <laughs> <laughs> they're banking on winning the the CONCACAF Champions League. Were they? That's yeah, funny. they they had that. <laughs> they were mad about last season when they got knocked out by LAFC. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, let's see. So Chivas did get us on Saturday night. Um, you want to give a scoreline prediction? And then we wrap up. Scoreline? It's tough. Like I said, they want it more than us. So I'm gonna say two one Chivas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say two. I'm gonna for his own good. I'm gonna say Macias finally scores again. I think he's finally scores again. Macias and oh, I remember, I remember playing them last season. Was it, I don't remember if it was last season or season before, and thinking that they were really slow, like all over the field. They had slow players, and we were just killing them with speed. I want to say that was last season. Um, so I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say we win. And I'm going to say Antuna's speed and our just speed up front makes a difference. All right. I'm going to stick with the 1-1, I think. I don't know how much both teams are going to go for it. But like you said, Tigres does hate us after that loss in the final. So I, I think 1-1. Um, and then we'll see who we get in Liguilla. Yeah, Oliva stopped. Funes Mori, who's better than Guignac right now, right? Is he better than Guignac right now? I think so. I, he, I he's struggling like to so. break that uh that hundredth goal for goal? the right thing, I, or the leading oh, goal. But they do have race. the other dude, the ball dude that they got from Pumas. I want to say, yeah, Gonzalez. I think his name. Who, I feel like he killed us when we played them last season. When we played when we played Pumas last season. Um, yeah, but he hasn't really been playing well with Tigres. Like he has oh, like he one goal or something. Oh, he hasn't linked he's up been with, a bust. Uh, with Guignac. <laughs> yeah, he's been a bust so far. Oh, I, It'll it'll be interesting to see how Diva and and Olivas deal with Kinyak. Like we 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 gave credit to Diva um to Olivas for these past few games. So here's another test for him. We got Kinyak now, who's been known to bully some of our defenders in the past. Yeah, I was about to say he's known to bully younger players too. Like he knows how to get in their head and stuff. So it'll be interesting to see what what he does on Saturday night. But yeah, we'll be back next week discussing Chivas's Liguilla opponent. Uh, make sure you tune into our Twitter space after the game on Saturday night. And check out the Chivas Femenil episode that we released today as well. Uh, we recap like the last month of Chivas Femenil. <laughs> and they're also playing Tigres on Monday night. So it's going to be two Someone Chivas made a meme. matchups. Was it Amy who made the meme? Like It was like Chivas fans before the season. Chivas Femenil fans before the season. And it's like it's like slowly putting on like the like a clown <laughs> the clown outfit. <laughs> and I was like, I feel like that was, that was me. I was like, I when they let go of Nicole Perez and Maria Sanchez and who else left? Yanelli? Yanelli Farias, Norma Palafox. Ah oh, man, when they let go of all these players, like I was a big fan of Nicole Perez and I'm like, there's no way. There's just no way you're gonna you're gonna replace so many players. And now they fucking been able to do it. Bro, they look, they look good. Um, Actually, I, I didn't I'm watch the, the Monterrey game. I wanted to go back and watch it just because it was a bloodbath. Yeah, it's on Chivas TV. Yeah, yeah, it's on. Yeah. Wait, who showed it? In the, was it Telemundo? Oh, Telemundo no? Deportes app, too. You can watch yeah, it. Yeah, because you can watch the replays on there. So I might watch yeah. it. Yeah, watch the second half. The first half, nothing happened. Nicole Perez played in that game? 
Yeah, dude. I don't know what happened. She kind of she kind of fell off, dude. I have to be her. <laughs> She's kind of she falling score? off at Rayadas. Did she? Didn't she score for the national team recently? I feel like I seen a national team tweet from nah. about her. I don't know. Damn, don't she so. fell off. I don't know. I think they're they're having their their own locker room issues now too. Um, what do they have? One game left, right? Yeah, the last. This is the last uh, last no. game. Yep. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah, they the men's and women's leagues both end the same same weekend. That's cool. Yeah. Wait, when so is that game? When is that game? Monday night at eight o'clock for us Eastern Standard Time. Oh, that's perfect. I can watch it. Yeah, definitely. I think we're gonna do like a Twitter space. On, oh yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. That Definitely too. be cool. On on Monday night as well. Why so, haven't we even thought about that yet? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Melissa doesn't have the feature yet. I don't have the feature yet, so should have told me. We could have. Yeah, but being there I listening, know, I love listening I to Melissa because Melissa's so freaking. Um, she just knows all her shit about Liga Femenil. That's true. Like I like the times we've done the podcast that I've been on. Like I don't really do it to talk. I do it just to, to be on and listen to her. Or if I have any questions, I can jump in and ask her a question because she just knows everything. Yeah, definitely. I remember when we first started doing them. At, at points, I would like, I would forget that I was actually recording a podcast and not just listening to one. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be like, "Oh crap! I gotta, I gotta reply to this." <laughs> she's definitely the smartest CDN member. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be back next week. Uh, Thank you for listening. We are out. Peace.